Welcome to Upload Live. So glad you guys could be here and talk Tennessee Titans tonight. We're going to talk about five free agents, eventually get to it. We're going to break down the Tennesseans, uh, Ben Arthur's top five free agents that he think can help the Tennessee Titans. And then I have a whole list of them, uh, and especially in the position of need. So my question to you guys, where are the Titans the weakest at right now? I think a lot of us would say offense. I mean, that's where I would go. Uh, I'd love to hear if you think defense, please tell me where, and we'll kind of examine that. I don't think we're like an elite status top five defense yet, but I think we're in the, in the ballpark. I think we're in the discussion. I mean, our defense looked really good last season towards the end of the year, throughout the middle of the year, uh, especially the Rams game, especially the playoff game against the Bengals. I mean, our defense was right there. It was the offense that struggled for most of the year. So, again, where do you think we're the weakest? Where do you think we're the strongest? We'll dive into free agents who's out there who can help this Tennessee Titans team. Love to hear your comments. Obviously, don't forget to hit that subscribe button. Tighten up that like button. Definitely just helps the channel. So let's get into this. Intro time. Stranger Things coming out, I think, at midnight. Right? It is. So why not do the theme of Stranger Things for the upload live station. So let's get into it. And now I'm going to, because I always forget, hit that record button for the podcast. Here we go. Thursday, June 30th, upload live. Top five free agents. Let's get it. So, again, don't forget to follow me on Twitter, at Titan Upload, and at Titan Upload Network. If you want to follow the network, Titans Rossi. Uh, I'm not sure if he's in the building. He had a show last night, so shout out to him. James, Titans for Life, also on the network. Definitely go over there and follow him as well. Both those guys have Twitter, so that's a good thing. So, let's go. Uh, my daughter's got her Titan shirt on. She just wants to say hi really quick. Hi. So, she's ready to tighten up and... I don't know. It's 925, so she's getting ready to go to bed. Maybe watch some uh, Netflix or whatever, but we love her, and we just want to tighten up. So. Stay tuned for the peep video. All right. Coming tomorrow. <laughs> Take care. <laughs> love you. Okay. Let's hope so. Let's hope so. Let's get into the, the, the tenant. Thanks again for the super chat, William, Brent, and back up here with Charles. You guys are too kind. I do appreciate that. Always, always thankful for your super chats. And everything you throw to this channel goes right back to you with the equipment and whatever we try to use. So here we go. Top five from the Tennessee and let's, let's break it down. All right. So th this is basically this is Ben's so shout out to Ben we've reached out to Ben before to get him on the channel unfortunately we haven't heard back from him yet and I'm not sure if the Tennesseans email is up to date or there's something going on there maybe it was something like that I know that sometimes when you email companies it's not always accurate it's not updated or whatever maybe they don't check who knows but Ben is a guy that's been in camp lately last couple years 
been doing some really good work for the Tennessee. And so shout out to him. I know other YouTube channels that cover the Titans. Uh, Chat Sports did something on them. Uh, the same thing, you know, literally the day after Ben came out, with, they kind of went through and analyzed that. I've not watched that video, but I did know they were doing something similar. So let's get into this. So he's got five people, and I'm just going to – you guys can let me know which ones you're intrigued with, which ones you're not. Maybe you haven't heard of somebody. Maybe you have. But I'll say one right now that I'm going to cross off this list, and I do not think he will be a Titan, and I don't think they even thought of this guy uh, and has nothing to do with the sickness and not getting the shot and all that stuff. Cole Beasley. And the reason why I'm saying Cole Beasley, I know he's linked to the Titans a lot, and a lot of people will predict that he will be a Titan at some point. And he's, and he's a really good, dependable, move-the-chain wide receiver. I like his style. I like how he plays. I, he really had a connection with Josh Allen. There's nothing against him. I just don't see them spending any kind of cap room that they have left, which is like 11 or some million dollars uh, of cap room, 11.3 from spot track, 16th in the NFL, one behind the Indianapolis Colts who come in at 15. But I think Cole Beasley is probably the one on this list least likely to be a Titan because of what the, I mean, you want to say with what Mason Kinsey and say, Hey, you know, his fate sealed because they drafted Kyle Phillips. Well, Okay, then they're not going to go in after drafting Kyle Phillips and bring in Cole Beasley. Now, they may have went in there and did that with Cole Beasley, but, you know, it's just one of those things. So, moving on, you got Eric Flowers. We'll get to him. Uh, offensive lineman, a guard from Washington. Um, again, not not a bad season last year. Uh, roughly, like, at the 70 grade, as you can see. he um, Ben put something about Flowers, former first-round pick. Started 101 out of 105 games. So he does have a lot of experience at guard and tackle. Definitely like that. Uh, the Desir guy from the Tampa Bay Buccaneers. Again, you know, bringing in some more. Um, with the secondary, I know a lot of people aren't really high on. Uh, maybe not high on Caleb Farley because of the, I, I should say, because of the injury history. So they're not, they're they're concerned. And, and I get that. You, you drafted the guy out of Auburn in the, in the second round and, you know, maybe for some insurance, but these guys are young, even Christian Fulton, even had a really good season last year, but he's still young as well. So bring in some cornerback deaths. We'll look at who's left in cornerback. Will Fuller. We'll definitely dive into him. When we talk about the receivers, receivers, offensive line, I asked you a question. I said, Hey, where do you see our weakest areas? Those are my two guys. Um, offensive line for sure would be my one wide receivers, my two. And, and everything else isn't even close. Those two uh, basically take, take the cake out of all of it. But Will Fuller, the, the, the injury concern, went back and counted how many injuries he had in his career since, like, 2016. It's like 15, 15. So that, that's incredible, 15 injuries. And some of them are terrible. Like, last year he played two games with adults. Two games is all he got. And then Daryl Williams uh, from the Buffalo Bills puts uh, 2021 season – would, would compete with Dylan Radens, uh chance to win that spot on Benz. Which of the five would you, if these were the five, John Robinson was going to sign for your Tennessee Titans, but he's only going to pick one, which one would you want? If you'd rather just comment by number, you know, just comment by what it's, what's up. One, Will, um, like I said, two, Daryl, three, Cole, four, Pierre, five, Eric. You could do that. Just give me a number or actually give me the name. I'd love to hear that. Also on this channel, I always love to hear where you're from. 
So if you're new to the channel, obviously hit that subscribe button. You know, it's a great place. But let me know where you're from, and if you do subscribe, definitely let me know. All right, my son's in here. He wants to give his take. Are you giving your take on the free agents? Sure, he's going to tell you which one. Okay. What? No, he's, he's there. Okay, come on. So he's going to tell you who he would want. So this is from Mr. Producer, which will make um, – you will come back. Him and Spicy are going to lead the production team from the radio. But here's Mr. Producer. Odell Beckham Jr. That's who you want? Yeah. There it is. What do you think of his pick? Odell. Where's Odell on the list? So tighten up, buddy. Love the shirt. Love the shirt. So – Anyways, so he's got Odell. Anybody want Odell? J-Rob's going to get Eric Flowers. Uh, Brent says, what's up? Little upload. Dustin says five. He's going with Flowers. Sin City Titan says Daryl Williams is his guy. So, again, Daryl Williams. Um, I mean, it's an interesting take coming from Buffalo for sure. But, like I said, I when we go over the list – there's just some things that I was not I, – I don't know how to describe it. Was just I was just not overly impressed. Let's just say that. So, Oklahoma Sooner, uh, 6 6 3 30, which is nice. Fourth round, 102, point, 102 selection. Um, again, coming in. Last year played a, a bunch of snaps. I mean, 1,200 snaps. But his, his run blocking grade was 60.3. His pass blocking grade was really good at 72.4, and we could definitely use that. And But his overall grade was 67.5. He did give up four sacks and had five penalties. That's 2021, which is great. 2020, 2020 was a really good season by him. Uh, almost 1,100 snaps, eighty, almost an 80 overall grade, 80 in pass, and 77 in run. Nine penalties, though. You can see a theme there. Gave up three sacks. So, it's 2020 season was really, really good. Here's why I say no. And I don't want to just ruin it by one year. But in 2019, he had 56.1 overall grade. 64.7 pass blocking. 46.2. Played about 838 snaps. So, run blocking, just pathetic. Uh, gave up 12 freaking sacks. So, so, you could say from 2019 to 2020... He might have figured it out, right? That would make sense. Let's sign the guy right now. But then 2021, we're starting to go backwards again. Again, like I said, now giving up only four sacks. But again, his run blocking grade went dramatically down. His overall grade went dramatically down as well. So that's that's kind of where you're looking at. Um, the grades are just, I mean, if you can get them cheap, fine. Bring them in. But I just... At this point, I there's another guy on my list that I would rather have. So we'll kind of see see that. Sauce Monster, let's go. Sooners are the best. California here. Let's go since 98. Mr. Carter in the house. CJ, Will Fuller to me is someone who you need if you desperately need wide receivers. Chill out. Let Mr. Producer have his opinion. Never know. He might be right. Um, again, I'm not. He was the cover guy tonight. But Odell Beckham Jr., I'm. I don't really want to go down that road, but I do. Jonathan makes a good point. The connection with Woods. And I and I do think the Titans being a threat 
you know, he's coming from the Rams, winning the Super Bowl, was really good in the first half before he tore his ACL. It's going to take him some time. But how much is he going to want? You aren't going to be able to entice him with crypto anymore because that flat out failed. Not sure you heard that story. It's kind of sad. It, it kind of bit Trevor Lawrence as well and a bunch of other athletes who put a lot of money into that and it fell dramatically. So, and they lost a lot, millions, millions. So we'll see what happens. Uh, any more comments here? Jonathan is Mr. Producer. Frankie in the house. What's going on to you? Uh, MB, there's no way Odell's coming to coming here to block for Derek brain freeze. I mean, block for Derek Henry King Nats says OBJ, the best receiver on the market with the uh, ACL injury. Chris in the house is Emmanuel Sanders or Eric flower. I do like Emmanuel Sanders. The age does scare me at 35, but I mean, the guy just knows how to get open and catch the football. Timothy says I'm from Texas, but will never rock with the Texas Texan trash. You're not a Texas Longhorn fan, Timothy. Uh, OBJ will be uh, available until uh, will not will OBJ will even be available until November. Uh, I became Oiler Titan fan because I followed my favorite player George from uh, the beloved Buckeyes, Eddie George. I loved Eddie George, by the way. Um, I will say this: Eddie George is my one A. Steve McNair is my one B. Let's see, most help. Where where can we get the most help? Well, I guess we'll put that on there. Phillips. Philip Maddox with the super chat. Let's get to that one. He says, I went to enough Panthers game to tell you that Darrell Williams is garbage and a liability on the pass protection. Uh, where do the Titans need the most help? Let's dive into this. Let's get into it. So first off offensive line. I don't think it's a question mark. I, I think uh, that is the, that's where the help needs to come from because there's two positions in need and Ben Jones love Ben Jones. He's getting older. So Maybe Aaron Brewer can slide in there and play center if you need him to, but you lost Roger Saffold. The right tackle since Conklin has left has been a nightmare. So we got to figure out how to fix this thing. Now the Titans still were the one seed last year, everybody, and they did it without Derrick Henry, and they did it with two backup running backs, which I love Dante Foreman, by the way, uh, and, and Hilliard. So Ryan Tannehill had a didn't have a great season. I'm not even going to lie for him. He didn't have a great season. I mean, one game, I think he threw four picks uh, most in his career in one game. We know what happened to the Bengals game. There were other games that he was good at. There was the San Francisco game, I think, was one of his better games. Uh, and he came back and, and brought us back. He doesn't have A.J. Brown anymore, which is going to hurt this offense. But that offensive line has to be solid across the board. Because when Derek now is coming back, Derek Henry... I know you can mix up the carries a little bit, but Derek is your guy. You got to get him to the next level. Can't get him to the next level when he's getting hit in the backfield. And then, you know, just think of the Cincinnati game. Wasn't at his best. You could tell the foot was still a problem, especially how he was trying to break off that foot. Bengal fans said, or not Bengal fans, Bengals defense said they could tell he didn't want to push off on that foot. So they, they kind of had a direction which way he was going to go because they knew which foot was hurt, and they knew he wouldn't plan on that foot. He wanted to plan on the other one. So that's where they were kind of moving your, their defense toward, and it actually worked pretty well. Uh, wide receiver, definitely a concern. I, I, number two. So one and two are like 1A, 1B, or 1A, strong number two. Three, four, and five are kind of depth guys, depth pieces, okay? 
Linebacker is only concerning because we lost our depth. We don't have Jayon Brown anymore. I love Jayon Brown. I know he didn't have a great season last year, but I loved his versatility. He could definitely guard and cover. Um, and he and he was, you know, he was he was a really good linebacker. And I was so intrigued that we got him last year for five million dollars because I thought he was going to make way more on the open market. And then he he gets up. He does have some injury concerns to think about, but he's gone now. He's, you know, you can't rely on him anymore. Rashawn Evans, the guy he took in the first round and traded up for with Baltimore Ravens. He's no longer there either. He was kind of your thumper. So if it was like a fourth and one third and one, a goal line situation, Rashawn Evans, man, he couldn't cover anything, right? He couldn't, I, I could beat him every day. Played wide receiver in high school, by the way, did get a little better towards the end of the year, but we know this. It's not a knock on. He knows it, too. He, he can't cover. When he's at Alabama, he's really good coming off the edge, believe it or not. But in Tennessee, he was the thumper. He was the guy on, on the goal line situation. He would come up and, and plant the running back, quarterback, whoever it was, and they would fall short. He was a big part of that. He's no longer available. So you're going in with, you know, David Long, which I love David Long, by the way. David Long, just an, I mean, the versatility, he's a really good tackler. He can do a lot of really good things. He's smaller, but he makes up for it in so many other ways. Zach Cunningham is like the best tackler, at least stat-wise, in the National Football League. So you got him, and then you got Monte Rice. So my, my concern with three is if Monte Rice doesn't live up to what he is, you're going 17 games with two middle linebackers. So you may need a little bit more support. So I know no flags film came out with his depth chart and he actually had early, and this is a really good follow on Twitter and YouTube. So no flags film a uh, great dude, by the way, but his depth chart consisted of for middle linebacker, obviously long Cunningham rice, but Jack Gibbons. Um, so, I mean, I'm 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 looking for a little bit more depth there. Safety, uh, again, you know, Theo Jackson from Tennessee has apparently looked pretty decent. It's hard to gauge on who's really good and not good in, in OTAs and stuff. But from all accounts, he's looked pretty decent. Um, you know, Byard and Hooker are the two top safeties. Pro Football Focus are like one of the top two in, in the league, believe it or not. But Hooker's been really good out of Iowa. We got him in the fourth round. Um, but you may need another somebody. Now, maybe you move a corner, you you bring in, like Ben said, you bring in the peer guy, and then maybe you start to pick one of these other corners you got on your roster and try to transition them into safety. I mean, we've seen that. Uh, even Jason McCourty from the Dolphins. Uh, he used to be a long, tightened cornerback, great dude, went to New England with his brother, played safety last year for the Dolphins, was pretty good. The last one's pass rush. You got a court date, which we don't think much is going to come of that with Weaver, uh, but it's, it's kind of exciting to have him back from injury this year. He looked really good last year in the preseason. We know that Bud Dupree, Harold Landry off the edge, That's it's tough to beat those two. Um, uh, I mean, th those two in general are really good, but maybe, maybe you need another guy, you know, coming off the edge. Um, you know, I mean, again, Ola, I mean, he's a guy that came in last year, a uh, special teamer that was able to get to the quarterback pretty good uh, in limited action. So 
I mean, we do have some depth in the special team department we can bring in the spot, but I still think maybe a little bit more for pass rush. What else do we have for you guys that you think that we might need to uh, get the most help with, and then we'll we'll just break them down. Derek might have to take in my number two spot between him and Curse. Uh, let's see. Carter says, I became an Oilers-Titans fan because everyone knew the Cowboys and Raiders, Packers, etc. So we wanted to be different. So I chose the Titans, and it was a great decision tightened up. You know what? I mean, th- me living in Illinois is a lot of Bear fans, a lot of Packer fans, predominant some Colts but I'm telling you that's how it's it's on one end it's not cool being like basically the only Titans fan other than some of my family but on the other end it's kind of nice too you know I don't have to fall to any peer pressure um the Titans have they, I mean they've, they've had a rough patch in the middle of the 2000 era but the beginning of 2000 and the last five so years have been pretty good and uh, hopefully we can get over them and win a Super Bowl. Tighten up, upside down. Says, good evening, everyone. Tighten up. Let's go from overseas. Hey, take care. And um, let me let me know again where you're at overseas. But thanks again for stopping by. And thanks again for leaving some comments the other day. It was it was nice. Don't forget Frank Wycheck. Yes, Wycheck for sure. I love Wycheck. He was uh, heart and soul of the offense for a while there. Him and McNair. Um, Elijah in the house. What's your prediction on the Titans season? I, I think. 11 and 6, 12 and 5. It's kind of where I'm going right now. I think the schedule's definitely tough. I do like Monte Rice. He does provide some solid depth, but again, you got a 17 game season. So JS says, I think we're good at linebacker. And that's fine. Maybe you do think we're good, but if you lose one of those guys early on, I'm just saying I think we're gonna hurt some this year because we last year we had so many tight ends or so many middle linebackers it was crazy how many we had on the roster this year you know you're getting rid of two guys that did serve in 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 key roles throughout these uh couple playoff division titles that we've won i don't think we've expected them to be better and we weren't going to overpay those guys but still i think we'll miss them a little bit timothy gibson offensive (laughs) court that's a good one that's definitely a good one yes i don't even get me started, Timothy. Oh, my goodness. But I hear you on that. Titans Ross, you definitely go follow him. He's part of the network. Holy moly, you're live. What's up, everybody? Holy moly, you were live yesterday, buddy. So shout out to you. Titan Fox says, hey, Rossi, what's going on? So, yeah, definitely go give Rossi a follow. Wes says, why do the Titans not value speed, depth, threat? We're, we're going to get into that. Let, let's let's not sugarcoat it anymore. Let, let's talk about it. So, first of all, offensive line is going to get a lot of attention. So when I w- went through the offensive line, remember, we only have roughly around 11.3 cap room. Thanks to Julio Jones being uh, let go after the July 1st deadline. So w- w- we don't have a ton of room. But if you give me Eric Fisher right off the bat, then, you know, Eric Fisher was lousy last year. Totally understand. But they rushed him back from injury. Let's not kid ourselves. They rushed him back. Dwayne Brown is the experience, although it's starting to go downward. So that's a concern. We already got into the Daryl Williams guy from um, uh, Buffalo. So we talked about him. Uh, Let's see. Riley offensive tackle uh, briefly. Was he with Carolina? And then Eric Flowers from Washington. So those are five. Now, there's, there's more. 
that I didn't <laughs> went through the list, you know, going through some of these guys. 80 of you are in the house. Don't forget to tighten up that like button. Hit that subscribe button. We would definitely appreciate it. So we have John Miller. Terrible. He was a guard. Cameron Fleming. Really good season last year, but before that, he was awful. Uh, Abashi. I mean, I had him on the list eventually, but I actually took him off and, and put Riley in there. Nate Soldier has been really good for the Patriots, went to the Giants, and not so much. They thought maybe we'll move him to right tackle last year, and that was a train wreck. So, yeah, that's not going well. Tyrell Crosby, Marcus Cannon, uh, Bobby Massey used to play for the Saints and then the Bears kind of struggled recently. Um, so th those are basically who you got. Now, I do like the Dwayne Brown guy but with the zone scheme uh, that he plays in, so that's, you know, good. But, again, all these guys are on the market. There's a reason why they're on the market. But Eric Fisher, we'll get into him a little bit later, there is some intrigue there because, yes, he was drafted number one overall by the Chiefs years ago. But he's had some really solid seasons. And for the 2020 Chiefs team, he was really, really good until he got hurt. So last year, they rushed him back. I mean, they weren't even sure when he was going to be able to play. And he actually came back a lot sooner than we thought. And he really, really struggled. So you give him the year off, predominantly the offseason, I'm saying. You get in, you know his knee back to shape and all of that it's kind of stuff. Or was it his Achilles? One of the two. Or was that Schwartz that tore his Achilles, one, one or the other? But once I think he starts to get more healthy, uh, he will at least be able to go back to most of what he was. Most of what he was. So that solidifies your right side. You just move Eric over to the right tackle position. If something happens to Lawan, because no offense, uh, Pro Football Focus had him ranked the last tackle in the league, believe it or not, left tackle. I don't agree with that. But – Lawan um, sometimes misses games. Sometimes he plays games he's not exactly healthy. So you could move Eric over there. I made this argument last season before the season started. And then, you know, Radens is going to be a swing tackle. So that's just the way it's going to work. So that I there's the uh, offensive line candidates. If I miss somebody, definitely let me know. Uh, moving on, receivers. I think this is where most of you want to spend your time. My son already gave his prediction with Odell Beckham Jr. Julio Jones on the list, Will Fuller. T.Y. Hilton, I would. I, I mean, I put him on there, but I'm not really interested in him. I, I do like the experience factor with having a lot of young wide receivers other than maybe Woods. Uh, you know, having him on the, on the roster is probably one of those things. But we've tried this before with Andre Johnson and maybe Randy Moss years ago, but eventually it doesn't pan out, and then they're gone. Um, we tried this last year with Julio Jones to a certain degree, and I'm not really going to get too much into Julio Jones right now. We'll get into him later. Willie Sneed also available. I think he used to play for, what, the Saints a long time ago, maybe the Ravens. Uh, so there's a possibility there with wide receivers. Now, there are other wide receivers out there. One would be Cole Beasley that some of you are interested in. And again, I'm not opposed to him because I like him and I think he's a really good running or a wide receiver. And he's a move the chains kind of guy. But you went out and drafted Kyle Phillips. And you've been telling me Kinsey doesn't have a standing chance because of Kyle Phillips. So you can't change your mind and then say, now, you know, we're bringing in, you know, Beasley 
And then, you know, now we're going to forget that argument. No, you made that argument, so we're going to have to stick to him. Kyle Phillips, you said he's the man, so he's going to have to be the man. Super chat time from Philip Maddox, second one of the night. Shout out to him. Really think cornerback should be number one area of need. Nobody wants to admit it. When the pass rush gets picked up, the secondary gives up big yards. Hey, well, real quick. Touchdown, Titans! Never Derek sick of that. Henry. So, Couple areas. Phil makes a good point. I, I'm, I'm not going to put it one because I think the offensive line has two spots on it. If the cornerback position had both spots, left and right corner, then yeah, we we can have an argument here. Christian Fulton has to be good. He just does. There's there's no push come to shove with that. Fulton's off on an island. He's going to be your number one corner. You, you can't have an argument with that one. Okay. Uh, number two. Caleb Farley is hopefully 1B. Christian Fulton 1A, Farley 1B. But if Farley can be a pretty decent number two right out of the gate, I think you're solidified. I mean, you got the McCreary guy you drafted from Auburn. You still got Chris Jackson, which I'm not extremely high on the guy, but the guy we picked up in like the seventh round out of Marshall a couple years ago. He does have experience. I remember he started day one against the Denver Broncos. He was actually okay in that game um, because we were so hurt with injuries. Buster Screen had a pretty decent time last year in Tennessee. So you have that depth as well. Um, Adding another corner to this mix is not, like I said, it's not terrible. We don't have a key veteran other than maybe Buster Screen on on this cornerback tandem. So adding some sort of, you know, veteran when we get to the cornerbacks um, might not be a terrible idea if you don't have to break the bank. Timothy's taking off. Timothy, take care, buddy. Or no, maybe he's saying someone else has to go. Sorry. Let's keep going. Let's keep moving with it. Thanks so much again, Phil, for the super chat. So that's the, that's the wide receivers uh, moving on. So we got wide receivers now linebackers. Now, again, you some of you said linebackers not an issue. The Schobert guy was a disappointment last year. Played for like the league minimum. Uh, had really good years in Cleveland, I think. And he went to Jacksonville. And Jacksonville overpaid him. And then it kind of trickled down and he, he got traded or something. Or maybe he got signed uh, last minute to the Steelers. But he's a guy that was pretty decent. Um, the Saints are somewhat interested in with him right now. So I don't even know if he'd be available. Anthony Barr always thought he was really good. The problem is he can't cover. So you you you, you kind of have a decent guy in the run department, but then you kind of lose the coverage. KJ Wright from Seattle. I know he's still got some interest in who the starting quarterback should be for the Seattle Seahawks. So maybe he comes back, maybe he doesn't. Uh Quan Alexander, I know some people are extremely high on him. And Alexander Johnson um would be probably the number one guy left on the market. So, again, just kind of looking at these guys, um, I'm not sure. You know, I I think you definitely could use some depth, but, you know, I mean, you only get, you got three solid linebackers. Having another one's not a bad idea, but that's just my opinion. Safeties. Well, I can tell you right now, Landon Collins ain't coming, and I think a lot of you wouldn't want him. Um, I'll just, I'm just going to go and sh- I just don't think there's a safety worth bringing in. So I think safety is an area where 
we could put some competition um, again, uh, but you still got Hooker and Byron, and you're just hoping those guys stay healthy. That's where you're at with them. You know, Jason McCourty had a really nice season last year with Miami, but he's not like a true safety, uh, and he's old. I think he's almost like 35 years old. Gibson's, you know, I mean, he was with the Bears. Uh, he's been with the Browns, maybe even with the Jaguars. He's been up and up and down. Andrew Andrew Adams, the guy that um, <laughs> Bruce Arians hit last year, uh, I think in the Eagle game, Eagle playoff game, it was fine, fifty thousand uh, dollars. He's available. Uh, I he had a decent season last year, but if you go back and look at his career, I mean, he has started like thirty five games. He's playing like eighty seven. Uh, a couple years with the Giants, done drafted guy, and then out of Connecticut, I believe. And then, like I said, so maybe just to kind of roll the dice in case the the guy from Tennessee doesn't work out, and then Gerard Wilson. And then finally, and then we'll get to your comments, pass rushers, Carlos, Carlos Dunlap, which I wanted a couple years ago. He's getting older. Trey Flowers, Justin Houston, a veteran, played it. I mean, we remember him from Indianapolis. Uh, Nassib from the Raiders, and then Tack McKinley, who's been kind of in Cleveland and like, you know, he's got a lot of talent, but can he put it together? That kind of thing. So that's my list. Um, and I'm sticking to it. So like I said, that's my list. Uh, I'll tell you who my top five are here in a minute, but I wanted to get back to your comments. Thanks again for being here. It's nine 58. So we've been going roughly 43 minutes. We're still, we got the podcast up to date. So if you haven't followed the podcast, updated to the latest episode of Upload Live on there. So Apple, Spotify, you, wherever you get your podcast stuff, we are all out there. So we updated the, the logo. Um, we, we should be good to go. We're going to put more content on from the network on the podcast. So definitely check that out. Um, and then leave a, a, a rating. That always helps too. If you give us five stars, that'd be awesome. But you don't have to. Not not going to pressure you into that. Titan Fox says, I think uh, rotate Radons and Freer, uh, especially if Lawan gets the injury bug. Yeah, I, I totally kind of forget about the guy we drafted from Ohio State. Uh, you know, at some point, he's going to be ready to go. Uh, so, like I said, once you bring him in the third rounder, um, you know, just add solid depth. Still think you could use a veteran, though. I'll take either Odell or Fuller. Wes says we should have drafted more O-line. Yeah, and that goes back to your if, – if you're in the minority like I am when it comes to Kyle Phillips, and I'm not – no disrespect. I just don't – I mean, the fifth round, I mean, you're taking flyers at this point. You know, like there, there were a lot of other needs, I thought, than wide receiver. Especially when I hear media members be like, well, he's pretty much Mason Kinsey, but he's going to beat out Mason Kinsey because he was drafted. Well, okay, but if you had a guy, Mason's relatively young, and he did have some experience last year, and he's been with the Patriots practice squad for half a year, plus your practice squad for now going on. I mean, he's been as a Titan for, you know, he's been through this is third training camp with the Titans. So you've invested a lot of time and energy into him. That might have been a spot to take an offensive lineman, right? But, again, it's it's a difference of opinion. It's really not that big of a deal, um, you know. So, the draft, 
We were able to take Malik Willis. Again, you could argue we didn't really need to take him in the third round, but we did. I'm glad we did because I like his upside, and I think it was a great draft value where he was. The guy should have probably went late first, early second. He falls to the third round. You got to take him. So I'm glad the Titans did. They weren't they weren't going to hesitate on that one. Uh, Sin City says, Phillip, nice super chat, but cornerback is our last position. McCrary is a luxury pick. Uh, I'm still not sold on our tight ends. See, the tight ends, the longevity of them. I think Timothy makes a really good point if we're going that route because I don't think Hooper's going to be back next year because the Titans aren't going to be able to afford. So, you know, Hudson just hurt himself again with a hamstring. That hurts. Remember, he was hurt. He got last year. Briley Moore's back from K-State. He looks – he was decent last year. Maybe he makes the roster. Um, you know, I mean, are we are we finally getting to the point where, you know, remember Anthony Ferkser? I know we loved Anthony Ferkser here on this channel. Um, but Anthony Ferkser never was going to be the number one tight end, and I know some of you fell for that last year really, really hard. And you were, you were crushed because he's a good guy and still had his camp, even though he's a Falcon now. But when, you know, I'm talking about like Jeff Swain, like, is this the final year of Jeff? And then, oh, I'm going to, I'm going to. Chiggers at Oconquo. Chiggers at Oconquo. Yeah. Oconquo. That dude made my soundboard, by the way, because he's awesome from Maryland. Oconquo. I'm pretty pumped about him. I can see him moving into the maybe number one tight end spot next year, at least the number two spot, because I love his versatility. I love what he brings to the offense. Um, I do. I love that pick. Uh, I, I wasn't excited, super excited at first about it because I thought Broshmo said he wasn't very good and he couldn't catch, but actually he was talking about somebody else, and Broshmo loves this pick, by the way. I think he gave it an A+. So I am really, really intrigued with the Conquil. So we do have that going for us. All right, I'm about ready to give you my top five, but before I do, let's get to a few more comments here. Uh, we got BB15. Titans can definitely lose the Giants, then beat the Bills the next week. I would agree with that. Jonathan says Carter could be sneaky. He's a good, he's a good fullback, and uh, he basically beat out Blasting Game, and that's why he's in Chicago. Who else we got in here? Sorry if I have not got Josh Malone, wide receiver. Um, no flags film did not Cassie did not have him making it. He knows his stuff, but the media is super high on Josh Malone. So we'll see. They, they pretty much think he's a lock. Uh, still have icy white AJ Jersey. Oh my goodness. The blue always open hoodie. Who wants it? Hey, get another giveaway, right? Another giveaway. According to Frankie, shout out to Frankie. All right. So let's get to the spotlight series. And then we'll get to my upload top five, and then we'll get out of here. All right, here we go. Oh, we got another super chat. We're going to get to that here in a second. All right, so here we go. Oh, my goodness. Spotlight series this week, Ryan Harris. Follow him on Twitter at RyanHarris662. Has the Jump Pass podcast, which I've been on, by the way. Awesome, awesome, awesome podcast. Uh, has guests on every week. Uh, during the season, uh, you can go anywhere for your podcast and you will find Ryan Harris, the jump pass, did some stuff with uh, Say It Again Network. That's kind of where I met him from uh, when he was working with Say It Again Network. But again, when you're talking about Ryan Harris, you're going to get 
some positivity. You're going to get truth, right? You're going to get some truth there. He's not just going to make things up to make you feel better. But he's going. What, what he does so well is he'll take a situation and he'll put a positive spin on it. And it's like he still gets to the facts. He still you know, admits certain things are a problem. But he helps us hear it on a different angle. And it makes us leave and feel like, oh, my goodness, this is uh, something that we don't have to, like, doom and gloom. That's the way I can put it. So that is this week, Ryan Harris for the Spotlight Series. Um, for our first week, it was Bryce. Bryce does an amazing job as well. Rottery, like, you know what I mean? He's going to defend you. If you love the Titans, he's going to really go to bat for you. And, um, you know, it's it's always great to have to have people like that, too, that really do stand up for us. There's a lot of people that say some really stupid things, um, but Bryce will be right there to uh, to back you up, even if people are saying dumb things to you. So shout out again to Bryce. So that is the Spotlight Series. So shout out to those guys. We'll have one next week as well. Uh, and we'll be doing that for the next, I don't know, 20 weeks or so. We have a lot of Titans content guys that we, and girls, that we want to talk about. So we'll just throw that out there to you. TA's in the house. What's going on, TA? Good to see you, buddy. Good to see you. Go follow Titan Anderson Sports. But trust me, once you go there, a lot of great content. He does, he's does. he been doing the shorts lately. I don't know if you know what that is, but that's YouTube does the little shorts now. Um, and uh, TA's been doing some of that as well. So one of his videos just got, I don't know, 4,000, 5,000? The soccer one, maybe? I don't know. Big O Titan, what's going on? Super chat time. Thanks so much, Big O Titan. Upload the offseason madness continues. We need another wide receiver. Every day releasing Corey Davis for around 12 million. Looks worse and worse. Either way, tighten up. Here's to a big season. I to say, I don't know the situation. Tight Fox says upload. Offensive line, safety depth are our biggest needs. Um, again, you probably get some argument from safety. I just don't think there's a lot of safety out there right now. So that's what I'm a little bit concerned with. But again, I, I do think uh, safety is definitely something we need a little bit more depth. Thanks, TA, man. I appreciate it. Can we all hit that like button? Hey, I appreciate it. We got, we almost had a hundred, we had 103 in here at one point. So, but 51 likes, Hey, we'll take it. We remember when we first started the channel. 50 likes was always the, the standard, the bar. And we just went over it. So awesome. All right. So let's get into the last part of this show. I'm going to go ahead and give you my five top free agents that I think the Titans should sign. Not all five of them, but any of these five, they need to sign to help this roster and get us to the Super Bowl and win it this year. Win the Super Bowl. No more finishing second. No more, you know, runner up, getting the AFC championship, one and done in the playoff. No, this is the year. We have the roster. We have a defense. We got Derrick Henry. You guys are invested, most of you, in Ryan Tannehill. Fine. Let's get it done. Let's just get it done, and then we can laugh at A.J. Brown because he ran away to the Eagles. So here we go. Uploads five free agents we need. Let's go. All right, here we go. We are ready, ready, ready. No holding back. Here we go. So we'll start with five and work my way up. 
So I don't, Weaver has a court date. I don't really think that's going to be an issue, but he does have a court date coming up. Okay. But I do think adding more depth, if, if the one thing you do well is get after the passer. Okay. If that's the one thing you do well, and you're going to be full throttle at it, then do what these teams like the giants and stuff have done in the past. The Ravens go all in, you know, bring in one more solid dude. So you got Bud Dupree coming off that injury. He said he's ready to go. You have Harold Landry who just got that contract. He's ready to go. Remember, though, Harold Landry, for for a guy that when you're talking Harold Landry, he is, I don't want to curse him or anything, but he has been really, really consistent throughout. He came from Boston College. He had that ankle injury. People were really scared. That's why he fell the second round. He's been really, really good, and he's been available. <laughs> we talk about Traylon Burks. No, I'm just kidding, but he's been available. So my point is, just got the contract, so he's on a second contract now. Now he's going to be starting year number five. There may be a situation where he goes down. So if you can bring in Justin Houston, again, he's older. I get that, but you don't need to play him a bunch. He's a guy that, hey, push come to shove, it's playoff time. You got to experience a lot of guys will do this after the trade deadline. So maybe Justin Houston's a guy. He's been in a 4-3. He's been in a 3-4. Maybe Justin Houston's a guy you would wait to week one. So was it right after week one or right the like the week before training camp? No, no, the week. I think it's the week after week one, veteran contracts become official. So if you bring him in after week one, and I think you can release him down the line if you need to. So maybe this is one of those add-ons throughout the season that maybe you would, you would go to. I don't think it's going to break the bank. He is older. He's going to want to play for a winner. And by all accounts, most people want to play for Vrabel. So I'm just saying, this might be a good look. Number four, Julio Jones. I don't care. I'm going to say it. Julio Jones. Uh, Julio Jones left. We saved some money. A lot of people think he will not. Like Jim White is one of them. Don't, don't think that uh, the Titans will even... Doesn't know if for sure, but doesn't think the Titans would be interested, but doesn't think Julio would be interested in coming back. I disagree with that, and here's why. Julio Jones, when he came to the Titans, had A.J. Brown. A.J. Brown was the 1A. Julio Jones ended up being like the 2 or the 3. But Julio Jones, if he was active, he started to look, look at the Seattle game in, in week 2. So, so we go to Seattle. Julio Jones has his best game of the season, and – he should have got that touchdown, which kind of a big deal, right? I'm just saying, if he was healthy, he can play. Playoff game, I think it's the way he was used. You know, you got a situation where you got a third and five and a fourth and five, and he's not even on the field for those. The last two game, the two plays of the playoff game, which we ended up losing, like there's, he has to be on there. And this has been a reoccurring problem within our offense under Vrabel. You can blame Arthur Smith, blame Todd Downey, but there has been many times, even go back and watch that playoff game versus the Ravens um, last year for our home game there. There there were many times A.J. Brown and Corey Davis were not on the field on key plays. Neither one of them were on the field. That can't happen. If Julio Jones is on the field, then A.J. Brown, if you, if you want to give him a break, fine. But you can't have Julio and A.J. off the field I mean, AJ was on the field, I should say, on that last those last couple plays. But 
there's no reason why Julio and that's shouldn't have been. So if Julio stays healthy, I think now he would be the guy in Tennessee. They don't have that veteran leadership other than Woods. So you'd have Woods coming off the ACL. You got Julio Jones, which would be your two. Now Nick Westbrook Aquina can be Nick Westbrook Aquina, which is basically a role player wide receiver, a three or four, maybe even a five, but probably more of a four. And then there you go. You can bring along Kyle Phillips like you guys want, um, you know, and then, you know, you still got Nick Westbrook Aquina. You, you got Josh Malone now that's kind of come out of nowhere. So you do have some guys down the line that will be able to, to produce, but you need some veteran leadership. So Julio, would he knows the offense. That was part of the struggle too. Now he's he's got a rapport with Ryan Tannehill. Eric Flowers, I love the fact that he's just he's a solid guard. So you're you're bringing in a guy that has a lot of snaps. 2021, almost 1,100 snaps. 2022, about 900 snaps. 2019, 937 snaps. And 2018, he was 588. But what I like about Flowers with Washington is last year, 78 pass wasn't really good with the run, but you're talking about a guard spot where Roger, Roger Saffold was a really good run blocker, but wasn't necessarily a great pass block. So, and even in the next year, 2020, his pass score was 73.8. So again, Eric Flowers would be a guy that does have experience. First pick in the, uh, I'm not sure, 2015 draft from the Giants, pick number nine. Has given up 11 sacks in the last two years, but he's going to bring you what you got left in that guard position. I'm telling you, that guard position is going to be a challenge. That left guard, that Saffold's gone. So you want to have the best options available. Uh, again, you know, Jamarco Jones is the guy that's probably going to get that nod to start off with. Uh, Aaron Brewer, he's a nice piece. You're going to have Nate Davis, obviously, the right side. And then you got Taylor Lewan, your left tackle. He's going to have to be a stud this year. Uh, worth that $12, 13000000 million they're paying him. He's got to be that guy. But, again, that left guard position. So that's why I got Eric Flowers on there. Will Fuller. Now, this is an interesting one. Will Fuller um, has been very productive when he's healthy. The problem is, I haven't mentioned earlier, 15 different injuries. And last season only played in two games for the Dolphins and had a terrible score. But he does have that 4.3 vertical threat speed, something the Titans have not had in a long time at wide receiver. And being able to take up the top off the off the defense, that's going to be huge. Ryan or Ryan Tannehill will be able to hit him, but also Derrick Henry would be able to blossom, and you would have Hooper underneath as the tight end that would have a lot of real estate in the middle of the field to work if you had a guy like Will Fuller. Again, Will Fuller, twenty twenty season, seventy six receptions, eight touchdowns, eighty six point two uh, Pro Football Focus score. 2019, 75.4 uh, pro football focus score, 49 receptions, three TDs. 2018, 81.2 pro football focus score uh, and four TDs. Now, 2017, he didn't have a lot of action uh, as far as the receptions and stuff, but he did have seven touchdowns. So the only thing I could say about Will Fuller is the Chicago Bears are pretty much the only one really connected him at this point. And we know the Titans love to bring in ex-Texans. So this might be a nice fit for the Titans, actually. I'd rather I'd I'd if you're if this is the gear you think you're gonna win the Super Bowl, take the gamble. Bring him on. The last guy's Eric Fisher. 
And I know like a lot of people are going to go with what do you did for me lately, and he was terrible last year for the Colts. But remember, he was injured with the Chiefs towards the end of the year. I think it was like the playoff run. But he was solid in 2020 when the Chiefs made the Super Bowl and eventually lost to the Bucks. I mean, we're talking almost 1,100 snaps, 80 overall pro, fo- fo- pro football focus score, 76.1 pass grade, 72.7. He solidifies your right side. Okay, he solidifies it. Last year, he was awful, but he was hurt. But he still had a really good run pass score. And let's be honest, he was way better than what we had in Questenberry. So don't even give me that. I know Colts fans will say that he's terrible and all that, and he was. But he was hurt. They brought him back way too soon. They really needed him to solidify their offensive line. And he just didn't get it done. And when you have Carson Wentz like a statue back there, you can understand that maybe some of these offensive line guys on the Colts did get exposed, okay? 87% of the time, he will win the pass pass block rate. Um, So, again, 87% of the time, he's winning those battles in uh, the last four seasons. So this guy, again, crushed it with the Chiefs. I'm really intrigued with it. I think it would definitely help us, and uh, offensive line may not be an issue. Then you would have Ray Duns as your floater. You would have Brewer and Jamarco um, as your left guard situation, and they can battle it out. Again, of my five with $11 million in cap, maybe you only get one guy, and then you know you got a little bit of cap left over that can move on to next season because they're definitely going to. The other thing we don't know is Big Jeff's got a contract coming up. I know he's got two years, but now all of a sudden, you know, we got to apparently we got to give everybody this kind of money. We don't have to let the contracts play out. I know Jeff's worth every penny of it, but still they picked up the fifth year option. He's still got two years left on this deal. And I, all I hear about is how he may hold out. So that's kind of a, that's kind of a bummer. You know, I already heard AJ Brown technically had this year who would have been paid $4 million. And then next year he could have franchise take, but he had no leverage this year. When you're talking about coming out of college, and signing that rookie deal in the NFL, the CBA gives you no advantage when you're trying to negotiate early with your deal. Now, afterwards, sure, you'll have some power, and a lot of guys are able to get their way. But before that point, no, not going to work. So, again, thank you guys so much for being here. I want to hear from you. Sorry for spending so much time on that. Uh, Again, thanks so much to everyone who left a super chat tonight. I do extremely appreciate that extreme i appreciate everyone hit that like button and the new subscribers today 